self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am calamity red and we are conversation con artists back for another wonderful fantastic episode you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at red underscore calamity. Also, we're still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artist, and send it to us that way. Do you have any letters this week? No letters. Okay, but we got some Reddit posts. So, as usual, I'm going to let you make. <laughs> we got some racist shit. Got some trans shit. Got some coming out shit. Um, got some heartbreak. Got some ex shit. Uh, got some fuck shit. Fuck shit. You want the fuck shit? Yeah. Let's do fuck shit. <laughs> the title of this one is Do I Tell the Guy I'm Interested in That I've Slept with His Brother and His Brother's Best Friend? Mm. <laughs> okay. <sighs> okay. So, hey y'all. I just, I've just met, I just recently met this man. He's 30 on a dating app who is wonderful and we get along great. Conversations flow easily, chemistry seems on point. We're still in the date. We're still in the stage of getting to know each other, discussing family members and adding each other on social media, only to find out that the brother, who is 27, that he hates is a guy I slept with in my early 20s. Can't make this shit up. College towns in your early 20s is a whole different world. I was a whole different woman. Long story short, I ended up meeting the brother and the brother's best friend separately and slept with them separately. It was only after sleeping with the brother and the brother's best friend that I found out they were friends. I thought I would never meet them again in life, and here we are. I don't know what to do or to say. <laughs> mm. <laughs> You're going to have to Ooh, let girl. that man go. Girl, that's... And it's not only that you slept with his brother. You slept with the brother that he told you he hate. <laughs> he don't even like this nigga. It's going to be a problem. And you slept with his best friend, whom he probably also knows and probably dislikes by association. Damn. Like, my 20s were not like that. Like, I hear other people's stories of their 20s. And I think I told a story before. I don't hear that. Um, I don't really allow my friends to set me up no more because one of my friends set me up with a nigga she had sex with, but she didn't remember she had sex with him just as a testament to how the fuck her 20s went. <laughs> mm. Like, my 20s went like that. Like, I, it is not... I cannot imagine a situation where this would happen. I mean, I don't know. You shouldn't even compare yourself to people like that. You ain't even... You too reserved <laughs> for some shit like that. Like, Wait, now when the nigga called me reserved, you laughed and was like, he don't know you, now I'm reserved. <laughs> what? When that dude called me timid and reserved. Yeah, you reserved sexually. The stories you talking about is hoes <laughs> in their 20s. Maybe they ain't hoes forever. But 
before they twenties, they not a hoe. After they twenties, they not a hoe. But if we're gonna use society's words for a woman who be loose out here, you know, that's what they say. So you're talking about sexually. When you always say, you know, when these stories you're saying when they say my twenties was like this, you ain't talking about people who were just mean to niggas on social apps, social dating apps. <laughs> you're talking about women who was out here fucking. I mean, I dated in my twenties. Was you out here fucking? I mean, some people, not like... (laughs) In the context that you're talking about with this story. Hell no. (laughs) Exactly. So, (laughs) you shouldn't even put yourself on the scale. You are reserved when it comes to (laughs) sexual interaction. You are not reserved when it comes to being an asshole to motherfuckers. (laughs) That's just how it is. Sorry. (laughs) You can be mad at how I say it, but you said it about yourself before. I am an asshole. I know it. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, so what I would say is she need to tell him and let him decide. You know what I'm saying? Like, if if he could get past the girl, then I guess. But, like, now that you've discovered this, you need to. Because, like, what you don't want is for y'all to, like, get close. Because he has no clue. All right. I disagree. What? I don't think she should tell him. What? She should not tell him. Why? Because she should let him go. Oh. <laughs> she should not tell him. She should be like, I'm sorry, this ain't gonna work. Goodbye. And leave and go find another motherfucker because this shit is not gonna work out right. It sounds like this shit is new. Cut your losses and go because this is just gonna be a hard-ass situation for you to deal with for the rest of your life. I just... I mean, it is just so you too said, many don't ways. even fuck up his 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 flow like don't that. Don't fuck up his day. <laughs> don't fuck up his day. I just I don't agree with that. Oh, I get it. Yeah, I can see what I can. Yeah. <laughs> no. Those are the only two the only two things that I can stand by would either be to tell him and see what happens, or just cut your losses and don't fuck up his life. But I cannot stand behind you not saying shit. Because one, if the brother is really an asshole, if, even if you don't say something, when you progress to the stage of meeting the family and shit, that nigga gonna say something. And he hate that nigga too. It's gonna be a thing. It's gonna be a big ass thing. Don't even do that. Like, this is unfortunately this one of them situations where you just, this it's not meant for you. He's not it. <laughs> circumstances have dictated that this is not going to work in your favor. And yeah. that's okay. <laughs> find yeah, somebody else. Yeah, yeah, go find somebody else. I mean, you would rather deal with you know, the difficulty of finding somebody that you mesh with as good as him than dealing with the difficulty of telling him that I slept with the brother that you hate and your best friend and trying to manage that situation. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's a sliver of dudes out there who be like, okay, well, she bought this life. You know, <laughs> we can make it happen. But the reality is, it's just not worth what you'll have to endure for this shit. It's just not in my per, uh, my perspective. So. Yeah. I agree. This. Yeah. And it's a small town. Like, it's just not. Just don't. Actually, you may just need to go out of town. <laughs> go out of town. Yeah, she's saying it's a small college town. And, like, you may just need to go step outside of, like, your 
immediate surroundings. <laughs> you might run into this problem again. Yeah. <laughs> you have to date out of town. Out of the next town over or two. Um, okay, I'm going to do this one because this is part of the reason why I have decided that dating white men is not for me. And it's not a racist thing. It's a, a well, let's get into it. So the title of this one is my boyfriend's family has been displaying racist behavior and I'm not sure what to do. So my boyfriend and I have been together for about six years and his family has always been very accepting of me. When we first started dating, his uncle made some pretty racist comments, but his family was really quick to shut him down and didn't allow him to family functions until I was given a proper apology. Anyways, after that, I didn't really have any issues with his family, and but that's beside the point. The last week or so, I've noticed his family was posting some pretty racist things on Facebook in relation to the Black Lives Matter stuff. I'm not here to debate about whether or not you agree with it. For example, his dad posting something calling the black protesters monkeys, and his family is referring to them as colored people after I have corrected them and told them it is problematic and an outdated term. Uh, there's more to it, but I won't make this post longer than it needs to be. I told my boyfriend I was upset and really offended by their comments, especially considering we have a child together. Ooh, girl. Uh, and even though I'm only half black, making my our daughter a quarter black and white passing, it still upsets me that his family has beliefs like that uh, that were completely unknown to me. I disagree with that unknown part, but I'll come back to that. Uh, my boyfriend's response to all of this makes me feel worse because he won't even stick up for me, and I feel like he's on their side with this. He says their comments aren't racist, and they have their right to have an opinion on all of this. He's at work right now, and I feel so disgusted, and I really feel like this isn't the man I fell in love with and had a child with and planned to spend my life with. I packed a bag, and I'm contemplating staying the night at my parents' house. I feel like I may be overreacting, but how can he so how can he just support their beliefs, especially considering his daughter is mixed herself? I don't know what to do or how to react to any of this. And I've already tried expressing my concerns, but he just gets mad and says he isn't racist along with his family. Ciao. And this is, that's part of the reason why is that I just don't, I don't want to be going to family dinners and grandpa saying shit. I don't want to have to deal with that. And that's not to say that every white family would be that way. Odds ain't in my favor, though. I just don't want to deal with that shit. So that is what made me decide, like, no. <laughs> I just don't mm, don't want to deal with it. Um, That's fucked up. And I think that this is probably something that a lot of people are experiencing. I feel like every time uh, one of these murders by cop happens um and, and black people get upset or the community as a whole gets upset and there's protests and stuff i feel like this bring out people true colors and shit mm. like you've been sitting breaking bread with these people and then they on facebook calling folks monkeys and colored people who the fuck says colored people <laughs> in 2020 <laughs> coloreds we're still coloreds Um, I don't know about that. You, you ain't know about his family. I mean, his uncle was already saying some racist shit. Like, I don't know. I just, that would have already made me be looking at everybody like, Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> I wonder if she was raised by both of her parents or if she was raised by her white parents. She clearly wasn't raised by her black parents solely. And I wonder if the white parent was the mama or the daddy. 
Like mm-hmm. this shit make a difference in uh mixed kids identity shit. It does. You know, because Doja Cat was raised by her white mama. <laughs> so see how that shit turned out. Yeah. You know, but in the best case scenario, you have somebody who is not, you know, really aware of their blackness, but they are aware of it enough to know when somebody is saying some offensive shit about it. Yeah. And so she probably in that situation where she's I assume that she's assimilated to white but still understand enough about racism to know when something is uncomfortable for her. You know, because I just assume that, I don't assume every white person is, uh, white person is racist. I assume that every racist white person, I assume that every white person got a racist grandparent or aunt or uncle. You know, uh, and it's not possible that, I mean, white people get to have them conversations themselves and white people get to be in denial about racism. But the problem is they believe what this dude believes. They believe that saying shit like monkeys and all of the lingo that they was using to refer to black people ain't racist. Like, that's what they believe. I don't know why. Like, they think it's just an opinion. It's an opinion <laughs> when you call a black person a monkey. It's not. It doesn't. That's not racism. I mean, God dang. Look at their skin color. and Look at monkeys. They're similar. We like, didn't say other- nigger. <laughs> Yeah, like they don't even they don't even think nigger. Like nigger's just a word. It doesn't mean anything. You know, then why don't you say stop saying it, motherfucker? <laughs> you know, why are you saying that shit and, and telling me it don't mean shit? You know. So but man, she got caught up with a child with this motherfucker, man. Yeah. Like that's the tough part about it. You know, this this they, they gonna be she gonna be in her fam his family for a long time. Yes. And since her child is white passing, her child, they gonna, I mean, the conversation, shit, they think it's okay to have these conversations around her, so damn sure they gonna have those conversations around this white passing child. And I'm sure that, I mean, it's just, (sighs) it's a fucked up situation, man. And again, this is why I personally, I have no, nothing against interracial dating at all, do what you do, like who you like, but for me, it's situations like this that I don't want to have to deal with. And and with the way that our society is and the way this country is right now with all of this bullshit going on, it's always, like, there's hashtags all the time. And I don't want this to be a fucking area of contention in my relationship constantly because this person doesn't understand or doesn't want to understand. Or every time this shit come up, I can't come to family dinners and shit because your family's talking shit. Like, I don't want to deal with that. I just don't. Um... I mean, I don't really know what she's going to do because she's tried to talk to him and his whole thing is basically like, we're not racist. Shut up. (laughs) You're being sensitive. So I don't even know what you could do in a situation like that. Where he's not like, it's not even like he's willing to have an open conversation about it. I I know what she should do. All right. And I know what every... I know it. And see, you've got to figure his out. His face lets me know this finna be some bullshit. Y'all it's can't not see finna his be face. Some bullshit. Right. It's not finna be some bullshit. Okay, okay. everybody. His face says otherwise. <laughs> you have got to create a white people's litmus test. Okay? They've been doing this shit to us for generations. All right? <laughs> they create litmus tests. You got to figure out how much they know and understand about the culture, about poverty, about the experience. So I came up with three questions, very easy questions. Did you just do that right now when I was talking? Yes. (laughs) Three easy questions (laughs) that 
you need to ask white people to gauge where they are with the culture because you could, if, if they can't answer these questions they got work to do regarding black culture they got work to do regarding poverty and they got work to do regarding their elders okay first question where is the terminology at where are you when you hear the term sot or renege where are you red when i hear sot or renege yeah. Like in a fucking, like, I'm finna whoop your ass. No, 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 no. These terms are in a specific game that black people play. I know. What I'm saying, where is that? Oh, it's in spades. Exactly. I'm gonna whoop your ass if, if you're oh, Okay, so you know that. If a white person don't know where they at using these terms, you've got a white person that ain't been around black people a lot. <laughs> because it is not possible. <laughs> To be around black people a lot and not know what space is. Okay. <laughs> That's number one. If, if they can't answer this question, they ain't been around black people enough. All right. And Red went even further with it. Red knows the full context. <laughs> so, so even if they know what sot or renege mean, then they might not know that you about to get your ass whipped or cussed out. And not only that, but it's your partner that's going to get the heat. It ain't yeah. even your opponents. It's the person on your team that's going to get fucked up in this situation, okay? <laughs> Second question, Red. Okay. Explain the relationship between an old box TV and a hanger. <laughs> you mean the antenna? Exactly. <laughs> Take a wire hanger. And you, because you know, antennas are limited on TVs. You know, it's got that little pull out, but it, it'll go straight up. You might be able to bend it a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes that shit get broke off. From there, you got to get an old wire hanger, bend that hole all the way out, and then you got an antenna four times longer than the one you had originally. You can get a better signal. And you can curl it, put it wherever you need it to go. Exactly. A lot more if, flexible. If a white person can't answer that question in their 30s, then they don't understand poverty, <laughs> which is a big overlap with black people in poverty. They can't understand that shit. You might need to be looking at a different thing. You might need to be looking to go the fuck on. Or you need to be assuming that they, they ain't been around black people enough to, to ensure that they not racist. So I need to find out. You know? Like, play some Tupac around them or some shit. And let the word nigga linger. Like, the song with the nigga, the mother, fuck the mother niggas, I'm down for down my niggas. For my niggas. <laughs> play that shit around them and be like, hey, hey. If they be like, well, this makes me uncomfortable. Then okay, I can work with this person. <laughs> if it's somebody who be like singing along with it, that's a different kind of I can work with this person. But you can still work with that person. They at least comfortable enough to say it in a social context. You know, if they start saying some shit like, I don't understand why y'all use these words and we can't <laughs> use these words, you're fucked up now. You need to get rid of this person, okay? That shit is dead, all right? Last question, Red. Okay. I don't know if you're going to quite know this one. I hope you do. Uh -oh. On your grandmama's table, what is inside of the salt container with the salt? Oh. Oh, I ain't been in my... I, what else do they... Ah. It's Damn something it. that yeah, absorbs moisture so yeah. that you don't... Oh, rice. Exactly. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Right. Grandma, I ain't had a grandparent in a while. Yes. <laughs> right. Now, this question is difficult because this explains the relationship between the younger person and their elder, right? 
And that could be a double-sided sword. If they've had a strong relationship with their elders, so if they know the answer is salt, that means they may have been around their racist grandparents a lot. <laughs> so you need to be able to question them about it. If they don't know the answer, that might be good because they ain't been around their grandparents. You so, know what? I never knew. I never knew. Uh, why? But that just makes so much sense. I saw the salt and shit, but I never got <laughs> Yeah, like, you know, salt clump up. And oh, it depends salt, on the, the humidity or the moisture that's in the house. Like, a grandparent that cook a lot in the kitchen with water, yeah, it'll cl- clump up the salt. You put rice in it, it absorbs the moisture so you don't, it don't clump up. I never knew why she did that. Yeah. I never thought about it. I just knew it was in there. Simple litmus test, everybody. Very simple. <laughs> You need to figure out if these white people been around us enough. <laughs> yeah, I, it's just again, there's nothing wrong with interracial dating. There's just added shit on top of just already what dating is when you start crossing over those lines, especially with uh, well, I feel like we be a lot more accepting. Like I feel like when you when a white person come to the black family member house. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel yeah. like we be way more accepting than white people be of us. Yeah. Percentage wise. You see, you gonna have some some grandparents that might like get this honk at my house. <laughs> but for the most part, I feel like we be more accepting. I don't know, man. I, I, I think is I think white people are more accepting. To be honest. What? White people have a long history of being racist in silence. <laughs> And so I think it's easy for them to meet you and be like, hey, honey, how you doing? You live on what side of town? Oh, yeah, what school did you go to? Okay. She ain't eating off our goddamn forks and spoons. <laughs> so you better take her goddamn ass to Captain D's or wherever them damn coons eat at before you bring her around my house again. They say that shit the next time they meet the person that you bought into the house. What I told you about, ain't no color been in here for 30 years. And the only time they came in here was to goddamn fix the stove. I wasn't happy about it then, and I ain't happy happy about you bringing their black ass into my house right now. <laughs> Don't do it again. But they real good at being covert with their racism. They can be what? fucking nice as shit to you. Black people, what the fuck? Like, in America, we've been fucked over. Yeah. We the ones that's been done wrong. What the fuck do a black person need to be nice to a white person for? Black people are notorious meanest, notoriously mean as hell to white people. Oh, yeah, all, but... black people be mean as hell to a white person in their face. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that sounds like what happened with her. Like they were real nice to her, to her face, and even with when the uncle was, the, I guess it was they were upset with the uncle for him being out in the open with it. Like Charlie, you know we don't say that shit around her. <laughs> the uncle that they got that kicked out when she first came around. And you know, white people they be so horrible with their racism, man. They probably call that they probably call the grandbaby quarter monkey or some shit. <laughs> like they be they just be so bullshit ass racist. When when ain't nobody around and him too, the daddy probably be laughing along with the shit too. You know, hey y'all, I'm finna go get quarter monkey. Come on over here. <laughs> you know, get home and then don't say no shit. Like, you need to defend, like, we're finding out with this protest that not being racist ain't a fucking enough. Okay. You got to be anti-racist. You got to be willing to punch a racist in the fucking face. Yeah. With your fist or with words. I really don't give a fuck what you hit them in the face with. But it need to be with reality. And if you ain't somebody that's willing to do that, if you're okay with just 
claiming that you're not racist and allowing racist people around you to exist. I don't give a fuck about you. Period. Yeah. So what's she gonna do? Get that bag and go to fuck to her mama house and prepare for a life of trying to find somebody who give a damn about her instead <laughs> of this motherfucker that got a whole racist family. You know? Himself included. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fuck on, baby. Go. That's two for two. Leave. <laughs> the first one, you leaving for your bullshit. This one, you leaving for the family's bullshit. But y'all gotta go. All right. So, let's move on to some trans shit. <laughs> Uh oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. Let's be politically correct today. Might be hard with this. <laughs> oh Jesus! I be trying to use my this... terms right, man. <laughs> this is Side note, third... Did you see how Hill Harper responded to uh? Yes. <laughs> to, yeah. To this, you're trying to pop off, uh, sell his fucking book. What is the name of his book? Journeys of a Young Man. <laughs> Yeah, like, we already know all the stuff that's been going on with Zaya Wade, goddamn. And uh, I think she was, she did a photo shoot, and maybe it was his birthday or something. And Hill Harper came out on there and said, hey, young man, how about to check out my new book? Like, what? Your Bro, mom has a piece. Because Gabrielle, you apparently wrote something in there, but like, sir, all, all the way wrong. You finna get flame bro. He got flame bro for that, y'all. He came back and apologized and was like, I didn't mean to misgender. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to this fucking book. That Look, book been out forever. That ain't a new book. He wrote that book at the beginning of his career. Like, calm down, Hill. Listen, listen. He did He did mean to misgender. He just didn't know he was going to get flame bro for it like he did. <laughs> so, let's correct that. <laughs> I'm sorry. That, that trans thing just made me think of that. Go ahead. Yeah, he's uh, it was a mess. So this is a 33-year-old woman. And this is her 40-year-old husband. I found out my husband was messaging a trans sex worker. <laughs> Which is a lot of bad. Just oh, a lot shit. Of bad. This yeah. shit started off weird. <laughs> Already. My husband and I were going through a difficult period last year. I found out he was messaging a trans woman and it nearly broke us. I don't know if the messages were sexual because it was on Snapchat. Sweet, it probably was. Um, Things haven't been great since, but I felt we were working on it. It came to light last week that this trans woman is a sex worker. Oh, so she just thought it was a trans woman and now she found out it was a sex worker too. He claims that nothing sexual happened when I told him with this new info um, I'd have to get tested. I don't understand how, A, he found her on Snapchat to message her, and B, given the nature of her profession, that there was no money involved. He refuses to talk about it, only to say he was feeling lonely at the time. I'm obviously not, oh, fake? With, uh, I guess this up-to-date with Snapchat, and I'm not on it myself. Could someone please explain, because I feel like I'm getting duped. I have uh, I have said trans workers, I have said trans sex workers know what don't know what that was supposed to be should i message her for clarification no why you already know what the fuck is going on people be killing me listen i know you don't want the truth to be the truth you don't even need to talk to this uh worker to know that if he was talking to somebody whose profession is to provide sexual services in, in some form that that is probably what was going on you think that he just such an awesome guy that they was just talking about, you know, 
pillow coverings, yawn, lawn decorations. Like, <laughs> look, let me. I'm gonna answer her question. If you're on a dating site and somebody has their Snapchat in the profile, <laughs> it's one of three things. <laughs> Most likely, it's a fake profile. Most likely, it's a profile. When you go to their Snapchat, you add them, they're going to flood your shit with naked pictures of somebody that ain't them because it's some 40-year-old man that own a business who is trying to get you to pay to see more pictures of them. It's not the person that you're getting the pictures of. It's a, it's a business model. Most of them are that. The next is they are a real person, but their Snapchat is a premium Snapchat, and they're putting their Snapchat information on there so that you can pay for it. So that you can, you know, so that they can entertain you and, and they'll entertain you. And sometimes that person is a sex worker. Sometimes that person will do something strange for the right amount of change. <laughs> I mean, I've met them <laughs> like I met. I sent you the picture. I showed you all of this stuff. It was a, a person that yeah. I met on, on, on Bumble. Yeah, not Bumble on Black. BLK, it's an app called Black that was its own app, but then Tinder bought it probably to keep from competition, and they don't maintain it well. It's trash. But I met a girl on there, and she was like, I'm a swinger. And I was like, hmm, let me, you know, I met Leon. Let me learn more about this swinger life. Yeah. So I added her on Snapchat, and, you know, she was not going to let it just be a Snapchat friend without being somebody who pay. Like, it was clear that she was saying, she kept text messaging me every day. So when you going to set up, you know, uh, a meeting or when you going to set up, a, you know, to come to one of the parties? And I'm like, oh, I'm just exploring it now. I got more questions that I want to ask you and some other people about it. And she was like, okay. And then at a certain point, she just removed me. Like, it's clear that everybody who add her, she is going to try to get them to pay. And she was posting videos of her doing freaky stuff to some men's. So... <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what happened, but uh, it was a third one too. The third one is somebody who, who genuinely don't like communicating in these apps, and dating apps. So they give you their Instagram, their SoundCloud, or or whatever. Not SoundCloud, Snapchat. I was gonna say, <laughs> <laughs> or they Instagram or they Snap. I just the SC. I was like SoundCloud in my head. <laughs> but they give you their Snapchat so you can communicate with them through those means, and it's not meant to be a sex worker or a freaky type thing. Um, but that's a very small sliver of them. And the women who do that don't understand how many other women are using that shit for bullshit. So when a man come into your Snapchat and throw his dick right on the screen, you, <laughs> you, she ain't prepared for that shit. <laughs> Cause you know, the innocence in her head be saying, I'm just going to reach out. I'm just going to have these dudes reach out to my, you know, social media accounts, you know, so we don't have to use the dating apps. It's so much more efficient. I check them more frequently and it'll be a better situation. <laughs> they innocent. They don't know that these dudes be going to these Snapchats and paint and tricking yeah. because it's tricking if you ain't got it. <laughs> and they be doing that shit. They be tricking. So, um, so I think then women begin to get a surprise in their inboxes and shit. But this, uh, so yeah, he probably got on the dating site, saw Snap, uh, Snapchat, added the Snapchat, found out that the Snapchat was a, you know, oh, I can get something strange right here, you know, <laughs> because you know, is I don't want to say it's it's tempting, right, you know, but when you got a beautiful woman on the screen, you know, society conditions us that you know, ooh, we, how would it be? to have sex with her or to be able to touch her. And then she say, well, you can, but you got to pay. 
<laughs> I ain't that level of desperate, but I understand <laughs> dudes who might get caught up in that shit. You know what I'm saying? You know, the way I see it, the way the protection that I have for myself from strip club and stuff is like, I feel like if you get twerked on in a strip club, you very well may be getting herpes twerked on you. <laughs> you may be getting syphilis twerked on you. You know what I'm saying? You may be getting the last night sprayed over semen clapped on you. Oh, Jesus. It's nasty people out here. What are you talking about? It's nasty <laughs> people know, out here. But Let's not act like this. It's not nasty women out here. Look, we it know is. men are nasty. We know men are nasty, okay? Yeah. Now, in the in the, in the the statistics, women are more likely to be clean than men. But there are some dirty women out here. Oh, yeah. Just like there's some dirty men out here. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that protects me. So when I see them, I see you real pretty, but I can't see herpes through that. So I'm just going to assume you got some claps. <laughs> you know. Oh. <laughs> I got to protect myself. You know, but anyway, it's crazy that she seemed to be okay with the trans part. She is, yeah. But not okay with the sex work part. Like, what kind of relationship do they have? Is this an open relationship? Uh, it, well, I don't know. And so it's like she's okay with him engaging with trans people. But the problem is, if it's a sex worker, then she thinks that she that person has a lot more sex that exposes her to more risk of STD. Well, I mean, it seemed like she was upset about it, just not more upset than she would have been if it was a, 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 a cis woman. I can use my work, got to use my terms. <laughs> like, because she said that they had, you know, they were, they had issues around it. Uh, she had more issues when she found out that it was a sex worker. Let me say this: I, this whole taking a break shit in your forty—you he he forty, you thirty-three. I'm not taking no fucking break. Like, God bless Gabrielle Union for deciding to stay with um, Dwayne Wade after he had a break baby. I don't believe in that shit. If we if we're not broken up, if we're having issues and we decide to take a break, that is not. Free reign for you to go out here just fucking and fucking unprotected. Oh, obviously, like that's not what that is. Like because otherwise we were just broken up, taking a break, which is why I don't take breaks. Okay, either you want to work on this shit and fix this shit, or we done. Like I ain't finna do no break shit because you ain't finna do no fuck shit and and then hide behind. Well, we were on a break. Kiss my ass. What you yo, do? Yo, Birdman sounding ass. Is we finished or is we done? <laughs> <laughs> like as soon as the dude say, I don't know if this is gonna work. We need to take a break. No, sir. Is we finished or is we done? <laughs> Which one? Cause ain't no break. Ain't no breaking. Ain't no breaking because break is what it seems to me that people utilize break for is okay. I'm I'm I ain't with her technically. I ain't gonna do some fuck shit. Or I ain't with him technically. I go do some fuck shit. No. If we supposed to be working on this, working on this does not include you working somebody else's vagina. Not how that works. So breaks, I don't understand. I don't do breaks. We don't do breaks over here. Ain't no breaks. Either break we are working on it, or we done. <laughs> break that nigga legs. Yes. Now nah, I won't. I get my cousin to do it. But neither here nor there. <laughs> oh, the fact that he isn't even wanting to talk about it. Like, he just basically, like, it wasn't nothing. You just need to let it go. No, the fuck I don't. You were uh, having conversations with a sex worker, a trans sex worker, okay? We gonna talk about this shit. Oh, we done. How you 
just gonna decide that or we just ain't gonna talk about it we just gonna keep up keep moving like the shit didn't happen no we're not um <laughs> it's just a lot and this was was it a trans said, man or a trans woman she says trans woman so a trans woman is biologically a male yes that transitioned to a woman or is transitioning or is transitioning to a woman so, I mean, or very well may not even transition That's, yeah trans she didn't say transgender or transsexual so yeah just saying trans we don't know if they're transitioning or if they're just comfortable with their body they just identify as the opposite yeah. do 40 year like so i i know what snapchat is i think i created one for a very brief period but i don't i feel like how my parents probably felt about like Facebook and shit. Like I'm like, I know what Snapchat is, but I ain't on that shit. I feel like it's for the children. It's not for the children. It's for people with secrets. <laughs> it's for people who want to have untraceable dialogue and conversation with another person. Once you open up, like first off, do you know how Snapchat work? No, I really what? don't. I so couldn't Snapchat. figure it out. Okay. Snapchat, everything you post in Snapchat, if you don't save it, it goes away in 24 hours. That okay. shit's gone, right? Uh, next thing is on Snapchat. If you screenshot a person, it, it notifies the other person that you screenshot something. Oh hell no! Mm -hmm. So with screen with with Snapchat, you got a whole bunch of people who get on Snapchat. So when you have one on one conversations with people on Snapchat, it um they go away after you open it. After you open it, it goes away now. So you open it, you read it, and it's gone. You huh. open it, you read it, and it's gone. So that's why it notify people if you screenshot. Like if, if you open up their message and you see it and you screenshot it, it's gonna tell them your your shit was just screenshot. Damn. So the essence of it is uh people with secrets. So a lot of people with relationships, a lot of people doing something strange for a piece of change, a lot of people dibbling and dabbling, they do that. Now there's a whole bunch of other apps that do that. They're like these secret apps that do shit like that. Um, like there are apps where um I don't know if you know about these apps, but there are apps that have like a it's a music app, it's a keyboard app. Where you uh, you set a tune, and when you hit the t the right tune, um, it opened up messages. Now you could play the keyboard all day long, and it looked like a regular music app, <laughs> but it's really an app that hides photos and and, Damn. and messages. Mm -hmm. They got they got apps like that for keyboards. They got app like that for those puzzles that be in the little square box that you move them and shift them all over. Mm -hmm. You can shift them to certain patterns, and it'll open up messages. So it's a whole bunch of shit. And I learned all of this stuff working on juvenile drug court because all these kids was taking pictures of the weed they was buying and taking pictures of all the stuff and they was hiding them in these apps. Mm. Um, but Snapchat is the epitome of secret conversations. Um, so that's why people use Snapchat. And that's why grown people use Snapchat. That's why these sex workers use Snapchat. You know, that's why, you know, women who wanted, who ain't, you know, a formal sex worker, but willing to do something strange for a piece of change or, or, or let a nigga trick because he ain't got it, then that's what Snapchat, that's what they use Snapchat for most of the time. So oh, clearly, you wouldn't be using Snapchat because you don't do that shit on your end and I don't think you're looking for no Mandingo sex worker to, to come <laughs> clean up for you. I'm not, no. no and I'm I don't not. mean clean up the house. I know. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Oh my God, that's too much. It's too much. It's just too much. I can't. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, that's problematic. I don't know what she's going to do. He don't want to talk about it. He Because that's too much. I'd be out. I would have been out already. It wouldn't have had, took for it to be a sex worker. It ain't even necessarily because it's a trans woman. It's somebody that ain't me, bitch. <laughs> okay? It's somebody that is not me. So, like, we wouldn't even got, I wouldn't even found out it was a sex worker. Because when I initially found out, I'd have cut that nigga off. Bye. Go you, be with her. You need to start from episode one of our podcast and go and listen to every single episode. Why? I know it's a lot of hours, it but is. you need to start creating a list of all the shit that you need to tell a nigga in the first month. <laughs> Y'all dating. <laughs> like some of this shit can't linger. <laughs> some of this shit can't linger. You gonna have to tell some of this shit. You gotta you gonna have to go listen to all the episodes. And I imagine when you get done, it's gonna be a list of 386 items. <laughs> and you're gonna need to put those shits in a hierarchy and a time frame of okay, these 20 things I need to let him know and find out about him in the first three dates. <laughs> All right. Then the next next hundred, as long as he make it past them first 20 questions and we continue on because he's decent, the next hundred questions is something that we're going to have to get through in the next six months. <laughs> you got to have the hierarchy that shit out, man, because you ain't going to remember all this shit. <laughs> because new thoughts and opinions be popping up from you every time. And I'll be like, damn. <laughs> A special nigga gonna have to deal with that. <laughs> what special nigga? Like, what, what did I just say that was special? <laughs> the aggression with which you said, she ain't me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like, I feel like if he, I feel like if he talking to an old classmate in Walmart for too long, you gonna get mad than a motherfucker. You just gonna start walking up and down the aisle looking at the same shit. You just gonna be staring at the same hair product for like six minutes. And when he come over there, you just gonna be passive aggressive. You're not even gonna address the shit, you know. You might say, "Well, who is that?" <laughs> you know, and then he gonna be like, "Oh, that's just an old classmate." She's like, "Well, y'all show sure us talking for a little bit long time." Like he need to know that shit. Like you gonna be on that shit, Red. <laughs> you gonna be you on that me. shit. <laughs> you gonna be salty. You gonna have to let him know that real quick. Like, listen, <laughs> I'm a jealous bitch. I wanna let you know that right up front. You can take that how it is. But I'm going to ask you questions about your relationships. If you're talking to some bitches for too long, I'm going to have something to do with that conversation. I'm going to be right there. I am going to be right sipping there. Sipping my tea. <laughs> <laughs> Looking around. Then you're going to move to that. I know your behavior. You're going to move to that fold your arm shit, which means, <laughs> oh, shit, she's ready to fucking get this shit on the road. And then you're going to go to the tap your foot shit, which is an overt sign that you clearly ain't seen my goddamn arms folded. <laughs> you just keep moving. Like, he going to have to know that shit about you. You don't know me. <laughs> Listen, I know people. I know you. I know you, Red. Oh, shit. I know you better than a lot of motherfuckers, matter of fact. Oh shit! You matter of fact, you need to give me you matter of fact when you meet a dude that you that's actually gonna be in the running. Mm -hmm. You need to just give him my number. Call that no. shit the Eddie Hotline. No, 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 no. This ain't gonna be irresponsible. This is gonna <laughs> be this is gonna be how you keep a relationship with Red. This is gonna be a service for you and for him. I'm telling you, <laughs> it ain't no bullshit. I know I be popping up bullshit on the podcast all the time. I'm going to help that nigga keep you. 
he gonna be like, man, she did this. He be like, listen, man, I'm gonna tell you right now, you at a crossroads. This relationship <laughs> is either gonna go smoothly on or it's gonna end. I'm gonna tell you how to keep it moving. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You finna have to eat shit for two days. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just what you got to do, okay? If your ego ain't going to let you, then your ego is what's going to end this relationship. You call the Eddie Hotline. I'm telling you, it'll help y'all. I know I be bullshitting a lot about shit, but I'm not bullshitting about finding a nigga that can stay in your life. I'm not. I don't think I'm unreasonable in saying that that bitch ain't me. She not me. Why the fuck is you having conversations on Snapchat with a bitch that ain't me? But see, if you notice, I wasn't talking about the content of what you said and why you said it. I'm talking about the aggression with which you said it. That aggression with which you said it, that radiates out to other situations that are not that serious, is what I'm saying. The aggression you use with this had flames on it, but the smoke that coming from it will still go to a situation where he talking to somebody too long in Walmart. I felt it. I know that's the case. I believe it. If it ain't true, I believe it. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I be re- I've been reading you a lot lately. You need to read me at some point when I say some dumb shit. You need to get my ass. I feel like it's unfair. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, none of that is neither here nor there. She, this ain't going to work out. <laughs> It's just not like if he's not willing to talk to her about it and he's not willing to like have an honest conversation, it's obviously something that is impeding their relationship. So, you know, I don't know if she got this big of an issue. What you gonna do? How long they been married? I don't think she's, I don't think she's there. She don't say. You need to leave, she just said they were going through a difficult period last year. And that's when she found out. Because she said, I found out he was messaging a trans woman and it nearly broke up. So they almost broke up behind that shit. And she stayed. But now she's finding out that not only was he talking to this woman, but she's a sex worker as well. Man. You know, I wonder what needs... I wonder what needs were being met by the trans sex worker. And I wonder if it's necessary that they were trans or if that just happened to be the person with the voice that they like that talked to them the way they wanted to. And it just they just happened to be trans. I wonder if he was seeking that out. I don't know. I mean, I think that makes a difference. Like, and is it for sex? And he said, no, he said it, they, it wasn't a sexual thing. That's what he said. Because cause I was going to say, I mean, some women, you just might have to find some toys for your mate. Get that man a butt plug. <sighs> I mean, you clearly would never do that. <laughs> no. You're going to be on the Birdman shit. Oh, we finished and we done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, you know, some women are willing to do some shit to keep their man and like, Men be scared to say that shit, man. When you become the provider for somebody and you realize that, man, I would really like a plug in my ass. <laughs> like, <laughs> you can't say that shit. How are you going to say that shit in our society? <laughs> How are you going to say that well. shit? You can say that shit to a, a trans sex worker on Snapchat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah, how are you going to say that shit to your wife? Right? Yeah. Hey, baby, I know, I know this ain't 
this is gonna be an odd conversation for you. Um, and I know I haven't been really like experimental in a lot of different ways, but I found out that I like things in my booty. <laughs> and uh, can you help me with that? Oh, Lord. I don't know. I don't know how that conversation gonna go. I don't know how it's gonna go. Probably not well. But uh, definitely not well for you. This lady is clearly considering keeping her marriage together after finding out this man has been engaging with a trans uh, sex worker. Yeah. And so, I mean, I imagine that she'd be willing to do some different things to maintain her relationship if she wouldn't let that shit fly. <laughs> <laughs> like, find out how to how to please your man. And if you can't, then leave. Three for three. Get out of there. <laughs> Everybody need to leave. First lady, you need to leave because uh, you fucking up. You fucking up, and you done fucked his family, and he don't need them problems. So just go. <laughs> don't even bring it up to him. All right. He is better that he deal with the heartbreak of you saying, like this girl ghosted me, man. She was cool and shit. Him dealing with that is much better than <laughs> all the alternatives. All right. Second girl, do the litmus test. You know, well, you don't have to do the litmus test. New people no. in this situation do the litmus test. You just go. Crazy. <laughs> They probably call your baby quarter monkey. Get the fuck out of there. This lady, find ways to please your mate if you can. That'd be great. If you can't, get the fuck on. You're 30 years old. You got time. You prime meat. You ain't even prime meat yet. You ain't gonna be prime meat until your late 30s. Is that what happens? Sexually. Am I about to become prime meat? You, well, not you, but... What? <laughs> Why not me? Oh, that sounds real bad. Yes. Prime meat. When I say so, women's sexuality starts to increase as they get closer to forty, and men's declines. So, as far as what men hope to find in a woman, when it starts getting up to cougar age, she finna start pouncing on motherfuckers. And you might do that, but you just gonna do it with the person you with. <laughs> you yes. know what I'm saying? Not with <laughs> other people. You know. So, if you get back out on the market, then thirty years old is is a good place to be. You're going to grow into prime meat with another guy. <laughs> okay. Me and sexuality start to decline at that point in time. So a woman that's, that's 40 important. with a man that's like in her his late 20s and early 30s, that's where that's where a sexual relationship is, is wild. Okay, let's try four for four. <laughs> let's try to go four for four. Everybody leave, goddammit. Let's see. <laughs> Title of this one is Where Does My Husband Go? Oh, Jesus. All right. Yeah, this is four for four. Let's go. Let's see. Every weekend for a couple of years now, my husband will disappear all day. <laughs> we never go anywhere or do anything together. Anytime he is home, he will sit in the office on his computer. He will say that he is going to the supermarket to buy beer or something, which should only take maybe 20 minutes, but he's gone for three to five hours. Previously, he wouldn't even tell me he was going. I would just find him in the car gone. I've asked him about it so many times and explained that I don't feel it's normal behavior to just disappear. Hence, now he will say he is going somewhere most of the time. I've said to him, I've said this to him time and time again, that I would just like to spend time with him. Just hang out, have a glass of wine, chat, things that people do. I am so lonely. He agreed to hang out the other day, but then sat like a moody teenager slobbing on the sofa, not engaging next to me while I tried to chat. He then said he was going to go on the computer because the conversation felt forced and it was boring. He has is supporting me through a lot of mental health issues due to the mental health problems. 
I don't know if I'm making the situation out to be worse than it is in my head uh, or making a mountain out of a molehill. People have it a lot worse. I'm so lonely and I spend all my time alone. I would just like a more normal relationship where I can spend time with him. He disappearing every weekend and you think it's you? <laughs> where the fuck is he going? <laughs> every weekend? For, ye- for years? <laughs> When you the title made me think about John Legend's song "Where Did My Baby Go." You heard that song? Yeah. Where did my baby go? I wonder where she went off to. She just be playing that shit the whole time. <laughs> Please tell that girl if you see her to bring his motherfucking ass back home. God damn it! <laughs> she just be playing that shit. He'll um, be gone for three to five hours. Like he's now listen. <laughs> that sounds like the, the joke that people say about their dad went to go get cigarettes and never came back. You say that you go into the grocery store and it's three to five hours and you come back and you don't feel like I need an explanation to where the fuck you've been and all and, and this is a continuous behavior. Girl, he ain't nowhere good. Nowhere yeah. good for you. <laughs> let, this is uh, let me tell y'all how deductions work, okay? This is how deductions <laughs> work with me. Everybody know how to do deduce things. You know, when you're trying to find something out, I'm gonna tell y'all this is my process. Okay, first off, an event is happening, right? This event is he is disappearing for three to five hours. That's a long time. Yes. Not only that, but it's somewhere that he is not comfortable with telling her where it is. He's just I don't I don't want to tell you. And even when he starts to tell her I'm going somewhere, it's, it's bullshit. So, one, he's leaving. Two, it's not at the approval of his wife. Three, it's something that he's ashamed of doing. So, we know from that that it's not something good. No. Or it's something that he's at least ashamed of. Or it's something that, in the least, he don't want her to know. So, what could those things be? Now, clearly, me, first, I'm going to sex. He gets, he gets, he gets a natural butt plug. Not an artificial one. Okay, he getting the one that, you know, is attached to a person. All right, <laughs> I go there first because you know that's what people do when they cheat. That's the secret. That be the secret. Uh, but in my head, he could also have like a a, a secret child or something. <laughs> he could have a child. He going to meet for five or six hours a weekend. You know, and I didn't even think of that one. Drugs was my first one. Drugs. I think you were. I mean, so, what kind of recreational drug user would you be that you have to do it consistently every week? <laughs> That wouldn't be in my deduction. I'd be like, he have to do this shit more because if it was if it wasn't an addiction, he would do it more often. If it's not an addiction, there will be no purpose of him keeping up that same schedule that same day for that same amount of time. Well, he it li- like he could literally mix it up. Well, he does. Like I think the supermarket thing is during the week. Like he'll say, "I'm gonna run to the supermarket real quick." Oh, and be gone it's, for it's not every hours. week that he do this. How many times a week did she say he do this? She didn't. Well, she said every she said every weekend for a couple of years now my husband would disappear all day. So that's and what I he, thought. So yeah, one that, day that's a week. all day. But uh, the other times it's three to five hours. Oh, okay, okay. So it's random times three to five hours, and then yeah. on a weekend, the weekend is all, all day. Okay. Uh, I guess it could be drugs. Then I guess it could be drugs. I was thinking it was just Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess it could be drugs, but it wouldn't. I don't think it would be addiction. I think it would be like just a recreation, consistent recreational use. But that don't make sense to me. Still, no, it doesn't. So, 
Um, I'm going with sex. Yeah, I'm going with he got some kind of love affair going on, and and you know it speaks to her personality that she will allow this and then blame herself for what's going on. And well, she said clearly, she has mental health issues. She said that she's been dealing with mental health issues. She doesn't specify what those are, but see, and that also makes me think he's just a fuck boy because knowing that she got these, because she said he's been supporting her through a lot of mental health issues. People that are going through the mental health issues, they real easy to gaslight. You know what I'm saying? He probably gaslighting the shit out of her. <laughs> I mean, he got a woman. He got a woman that he knows he can manipulate into not wanting to know what's going on. Mm -hmm. That's what he know. He got that. You know, and he gonna keep doing it. Like she, like what mental health issues got to do with not being okay with your husband doing something and him not telling you what it is for for years now? Like at this point. He get to say, well, you ain't been, you know, had making no big fuss out of it for two years. Yeah. So why why now? You know, that, that's that's what he gonna say. That that's what that's what's gonna happen in that situation. But I mean, it's ways to do that. I mean, you, you need to buy a towel and put that motherfucker on that man car. <laughs> <laughs> Follow his ass to the house where he getting that butt plug at. It's simple enough to listen. It's simple enough for her to figure out where he going if she want to know. In this day and age, like, it don't take a lot. You can find that shit out and she never leave know, the man. comfort of your home. She do not want to know. She don't want to get know. a private detective to follow his ass. Like, it's so many things she could do. You know, she could ask him when he finna go. She could be like, hey, go to the grocery store for me and have a private detective waiting at the grocery store to follow him after that or some shit like that. Yeah. Like, it's some things that she could do. She don't want to know. No. Ruben had a song that said, I don't want the truth. No, no, no. I don't want to have to forgive you for all of the things that you've done wrong. That was his song. Like, it was basically the, the, the hook was, I'd rather have the truth than the beautiful lie. I mean, I'd rather have the beautiful lie than the ugly truth. Mar is it Mar which Mario Wines? Who had the I don't want to know? Mario Wines. Mario Wines also had yeah. a song. Keep it on the low. I don't want to know. That's trash. Trash. Why do you want that? Mad trash, yeah. One of my early relationships was that everybody knew that my girl was loose but me. And when nobody tell me, they just looked at me like I was pitiful. <laughs> <laughs> everybody at McDonald's knew that girl was goddamn spinning on everybody meats. <laughs> and like that that's problematic. That was problematic for me, you know, so yeah. I just want to know every goddamn thing up front. I just want to know what I'm in for and and what role I'm playing in the situation. I'm just all I want to know, you know, because when I don't know and I get caught off guard, it fuck me up. I play private detective in the relationship that I talk about most on the show that I was in. Because that nigga would lie, like, you have to catch him with his dick in somebody before he would admit. So then that made me be instead of because this is was in my youth when i was dumb and instead of me being how i am now which is get the fuck out of here i ain't finna do all of this shit with you i was like okay mm. so you're not doing it okay so i'm gonna lay out all of this <laughs> well i'm gonna ask you a question yeah. that's a very personal question okay and it will give some insight to how crazy you potentially are or at least were back then okay have you ever said to a dude let me smell your dick no 
I got a friend who said my wife will do that shit. That <laughs> I'm like, shit what? Is disgusting. <laughs> Why is it disgusting? Because at the point, I don't. That's too much. If you, if I didn't got to a point where I feel like you stuck your dick somewhere else, I don't want to smell where it's been. Be honest with you. But it's not um, about wanting to smell where it's been. It's about proving whether it's been where you suspect it's been or not. I ain't done that, but I have followed a nigga <laughs> before. Like, like, like a detective keeping like a few, a few cars behind, like followed a nigga. <laughs> How did that work out for you? He was doing what the fuck I thought he was doing. <laughs> you knew that before you started getting in the I car did, to follow his like ass. I said, he was the kind of motherfucker that if you if you didn't catch him in the act, he would deny, 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 deny. Like it was so fucking annoying. And so the thing that I, you know, I've had some self-esteem issues. I think I talked about this on the show. But the one thing that I ain't never had no self-esteem about has been my intelligence, okay? Don't fucking insult my intelligence. Don't sit up here and tell me shit that don't make no goddamn sense and think I'm going to believe it. Like, no. That made me more angry than any of the rest of the stuff. Like, nigga, you're not smarter than me. You're not. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> you're <Dang>. nowhere near. <laughs> We ain't even on the same level when it comes to intellect, bitch. The like, worst relationship you can have is if a nigga was smarter than you. Oh, yeah. That's the worst relationship you can have. Yeah. You've got to have a relationship with a nigga that's at least two notches below your intelligence. <laughs> at least two. And, and and five is probably too much. So, like, two uh, to four is the sweet spot. <laughs> two to four notches below your intelligence is the sweet spot. Four, clearly, you're going to be training this nigga. Two is just going to be just right. You ain't got to train him. But you're going to have to deal with his snarky bullshit and you go, he going to have to deal with your snarky bullshit. That's going to be like, like the that. best relationship you can that get. Is yeah, that's going to be, be the best one you can get. You just described my perfect relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. that's correct. Um, but, but yeah, you're like, still smarter than that nigga too, though. Yeah, no. You're, smart, you're too smart to be insulted for your intelligence to be insulted. Yeah, yeah. Like so, a dude smarter than you just going to have to be a manipulator. Like that's... A dude smarter than you just will manipulate you. That's the only way that you're going to be conned by somebody. Yes. Oh. But yeah, like, I I was playing detective and shit. Like, and the thing about it was what was dumb, um, and why I'm at this point in my life, like, I ain't got time for that shit. I'm just going to be done. Is because in in having the proof and proving it, this shit, nothing changed. Like, <laughs> I didn't go nowhere. He was still doing fuck shit. I just had the evidence to say, bitch, you can't say you wasn't doing this. You was. <laughs> it's kind of it was kind of that. That was it. Like nothing. I didn't get the satisfaction I thought I was gonna get in proving that I knew. <laughs> like I knew you was doing fuck shit. Fuck nigga. You should have got. You should have went the full detective route. You should have dressed like. You should have got you like a brown top hat with a trench coat <laughs> and a six shooter revolver. You know, and you walk out of the shadows with the six shooter revolver kind of like tucked <laughs> off behind your arms. And he looked, and this is a who that is somebody there. And you step off into the light, the light that's shining down like from the <laughs> from the uh, wall. And it shows just a silhouette of your body, but can't see your face because the rim of the hat is covering your face. And then you just pop, 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 pop them three times and then disappear into the night. <laughs> that's a real detective. I was close. Listen. The only relationship I've ever been in where I might have gone to jail was that one. Because there were times where I wanted to fight that nigga. 
I want and and most of the time, and I couldn't get my friends to understand this. It was more of don't insult my you not smarter than me. How dare you? Dumbass nigga. How dare you? How dare you think that you're smarter than me? He was not what smarter than you, but he was a shitload more courageous than you. He was. <laughs> he was much more bold than you. <laughs> That nigga would lie to your face and then go do the same shit that he was telling you he wasn't doing at the, at that moment. Exactly. Or he would be in the middle of doing some shit and lie and say that he wasn't. Like, you literally had to catch him before he would be like, okay, yeah, I was. Like, he, he oh my God, it was infuriating. Um, So, <sighs> girl, listen, <laughs> he this, this ain't the relationship for you. Because whatever he's doing, it ain't nothing good. Regardless of whether it's sex, drug, regardless of whether or not he, you know, doing some white collar crime, whatever the fuck he disappearing off to go and do is not anything good. And if you already dealing with your own mental health issues and that's what you need to be focused on, not this nigga that's disappearing into the night like he goddamn Batman out here. No. Or or a detective. <laughs> you know, I'd be afraid that he was an assassin goddamn. <laughs> Motherfucker going out here killing people like on the black market. It say I only kill between the hours of three and eight or nine on Tuesdays and Thursdays, but all day Saturday potentially. <laughs> Nigga, what kind of life she living? Like, does what he do for work justify the kind of life you have? Well, <laughs> no. he don't even make up for it when he is at home because she said that when they spend time together, he basically telling her, "Bitch, you boring." <laughs> I don't want to be here. I'm oh, bored. He to do some wild. He might be an assassin. No, if he was an assassin, it'd be in his best interest to make his wife think Happy. that everything was okay. Yeah, he'd be an <laughs> extraordinary husband. Assassins, it, it, that's the type of shit. When the shit come out, the wife be like, "I had no idea." Exactly. So he the fact the that he soccer games every weekend, like I don't know. <laughs> So the fact that he's saying that she boring means that he's likely going to find some excitement. So I maybe it is some booger sugar, <laughs> little nose candy, <laughs> hanging out with Snow White. Oh my God! Uh, but want... Leave, Miss. Yeah, four, four for four. four. Get the <laughs> fuck out of there. Do you want to do another one? Yes. Do you want to do another relationship one or you want to get off the relationship? Well, it's a relationship, you know but what? not a romantic. You know what? I actually got some. Oh, Jesus Christ. Not You're going to give me a heart attack. It's not the, like the one from last week, is it? It may very well be God worse. Damn it. On point. <laughs> I've been saving them. I've been saving these hoes Why? for this moment. I was like, you're going to do yours. I'm going to do mine. So for Why? yours, we was four for four. Yes. All right. Oh, my God. Hey, y'all let us know how y'all feel about us doing these Reddit relationship and different uh, Reddit post things, man. Um, I'm interested to see how y'all feel about, about us doing these. These be some wild fucking... <laughs> some wild shit. My God. It's too much. Facebook, you don't quit being a bitch. I do got a lot of tabs open. <laughs> So maybe it ain't Facebook, it's just Google Chrome. Maybe the universe don't want you to do this to me because I feel like your stories is going to be just a whole, whole lot of hot ass garbage. <laughs> All right. Um, Even the look on your face. 
You ain't gonna like this one. Oh fuck. You're not gonna like it. Alright. You're not gonna like it. Oh, she removed this one. Fuck. Universe didn't want me to do it. Let me see again. <laughs> Man, I don't even want to read the title if I can't if I can't go to it. Even the title is gonna get me upset. Yes, potentially. Oh, fuck. Why are he looking for this? Shout out to Shogun. If y'all have noticed, the last few shows, we have not had technical difficulties. And that is all thanks to that nigga. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But fucking fixing my internet issue. He gave me one thing and the shit is just, we had no issues since. Just been rocking along. So thank you, Shogun. I got to get better at asking people for help when I need. I just, I'm a really shit at it. I don't even think in those terms. Like, (laughs) asking him never crossed my mind. And this nigga worked for a a company that (laughs) would (laughs) endeavor to be able to help me. And I just didn't even think of it. I was just going to go buy some shit. You need to ask for help. I do. Because he worked for a whole company and... I got all these routers here. Yeah. I ain't using now. Come on now. I know. I found it. Oh, fuck. When I tell you that you're going to hate the fuck out of this letter. Oh, my God. My boyfriend, 34 male, has a sexual history with my parents. 49 male and 47 female. Can we still survive? Wait. Wait. (laughs) What the parents? (laughs) <laughs> oh my god go on shit gross situation but both my parents have told me that it's not a big deal since we're all adults my boyfriend who will call sam is a bit older than me 34 male versus me a 23 year old female and this has never been a problem before we've been dating for over a year now so things are pretty serious however when he came home to meet my parents over dinner hell broke loose I thought everything was going fine at first. I've had boyfriends be shy around my parents before. They can be intimidating. But around an hour into our dinner, my mom pulled me aside. She explained to me that she and my dad actually already knew my boyfriend. Obviously, I was confused as they had appeared to introduce themselves for the first time not that long ago. My mom explained that 10 years ago, she and my father had taken part in a threesome with Sam, but it was all in the past. I didn't want to hear anymore, but she told me that they'd all slept together a handful of times. In retrospect, I didn't take this information well, and I left their house by foot and ran until I was far enough away to call for an Uber. I've been home for a few hours now. Sam has called me literally hundreds of times in the last few hours trying to talk, but I don't want to answer. The whole thing is making me feel sick. I've picked up a call from my parents who told me to calm down and handle this situation like an adult. My mom called me immature for being so freaked out by the thought of her and my dad having sex, and she said that if I'm going to be a part of a grown-up relationship, then I needed to handle this type of thing more appropriately. I see a future with Sam, but I never expected that my parents would be a part of our history. I really do love him a lot, and I know it's not his fault that he chose to be involved with my parents such a long time ago. Is there a chance our relationship could survive this? No! Oh, no, it isn't! (laughs) What? First of all, fuck your mama. Your boyfriend already did that, but fuck her again. What in the fuck kind of shit is she talking about if you're going to be part of an adult relationship? Don't sit up here and try to act like this is a part of a regular goddamn relationship. Mom, you fucked my boyfriend. This is not something that people go through regularly. Not only did you fuck my boyfriend, apparently so did dad. Are you fucking kidding me? 
I'm being immature. I'm being the one that's crazy right now. Kiss my ass. Kiss my whole entire black ass. Because y'all already didn't kiss each other's apparently. So I think it's misleading to say that mom fucked her boyfriend. She fucked the man that would eventually come to be her boyfriend. I don't go goddamn about semantics right now. <laughs> yeah, now, semantics. now, you no. met a nice guy. I don't fucking care. And you took him home. And your mom and your daddy, your mama pulled you to the side and said, hey, me and your daddy had a threesome with this man. No, it's over. It's over from that point forward. And I don't even know when the fuck I'm going to go back to my parents' house. Is there, is there a point where... Is there a point where if you learn this, it's too late for it no, to be over? No, it's like never y'all, too late. I mean, like your mom and your daddy and him decided we're going to keep this a secret, but somebody get drunk one day and, and like five, six years later and say, yeah, you know, me and your parents or your mom be like, yeah, me and your, or your dad be like, yeah, they your damn husband. Motherfuckers are going to die if it go down that way. Y'all fucking knew this shit and let me marry this nigga? All of y'all knew? And y'all just been sitting around knowing that y'all fucked each other and I didn't know. It's going to be worse. It's going to be worse if it's later on down the fucking road than if it was earlier on. Are you kidding me? How you going to kill him? I don't know. But in a way that ain't going to be traceable back to me. No, you can. I think you can. You can just probably hit your daddy in the head with a liquor bottle while he drunk. And, you know, just position them to, to like, oh, he failed. Oh, my parents specifically, yeah, it wouldn't be hard to kill them and, like, not be held accountable for it. I could do that with your mama, With your mama, you need to find the belt that she used to whoop y'all with and then just wrap it around her throat and just pull, like, put it through <laughs> the loop and just pull and be like, yeah, you did this shit to yourself, mama. I'm mad that you are helping me create murders Same for belt. my parents. <laughs> Listen, this shit... First of all, who the fuck want to think about their parents having threesomes? I don't I don't even like, I know that my parents had to have sex in order for me to be here, but I don't think about that shit. I don't acknowledge that shit. That shit is just some shit that happened that got me here and whatever. Like, so finding out that y'all do threesomes or were doing threesomes at some point or whatever the fuck is already like, what the fuck? You did a threesome specifically with the nigga that I'm with now? No. Listen, I told you, when my friend told me that she had set me up with a nigga that she had fucked in the past, I didn't date that nigga. It was weird for me. That was my fucking friend, not my goddamn parents who birthed me. And what kind of, what kind of threesome was this? Did they just double team mom? Did he take a dick in the ass? Like, I don't even, it's too much. It's too fucking much. No. Absolutely not. No. And Sam could stop fucking calling my phone. Sam, this is it's best for you to just walk the fuck away. This ain't gonna get no better for you, bruh. The more that you continue to co- keep contacting me, the worse it's gonna fucking get because this shit is not gonna go away. Alright? Sorry. If you're feeling bad enough, maybe you could set up another appointment with my fucking parents. No. <laughs> what the fuck? And the mama telling her that she immature. Bitch, fuck you. Fuck you. Are you crazy? I'm being immature. Bitch, bye. Bye. You and dad could go to hell. Okay, that's what y'all could fucking do. <laughs> Damn. Fuck both of y'all. Fuck all three of y'all. The rest of the Thanksgiving is going to be no, um 
confusing as hell, <laughs> uncomfortable. Any oh god, it's just so bad. That's just oh no, I don't care how far into our relationship that I found that shit out. I can't go forward. I can't. That's just no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> And I get that it was before me. I do. And, that, you know, this is just one of those situations where I'm sorry. The same way old girl who fucked uh, her boyfriend, brother, and friend. Too much. It's too fucking much. Like, just leave it alone. <laughs> Time to walk away. It's not going to happen. Sorry, Sam. Okay. I don't know what to tell you. I ain't the girl for you. Damn. No. I mean, Fuck is what no. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And thinking about my own two specific parents, hell the fuck no. <laughs> no. No. Mm-mm. Leave them, sis. Five for five. <laughs> Everybody go today. Everybody fucking go. You run, ma'am. She did right by running away from that house and getting her a goddamn Uber. Just it's over (laughs) that is over that is the Hiroshima bomb of fucking destroyers of relationship it's over it's gone it's shrapnel everywhere just get out and stay gone fuck Mm. okay do you have another one nah thank god nah I save you save you the pain and frustration can't even but we can go on. We can go on a viral post because we we've been taking a lot of time. Oh fuck! These. Okay, I need a laugh because Jesus Christ. Oh, and, uh, and Colin gave us a story too. He sent a story, not a letter, but a story okay. to talk about. If you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationcardartist at gmail.com. and you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Card Artists, and send it to us that way. My God. <laughs> All right, let's get into some viral posts. Yes. Um, the first one uh, is regarding the protests. We know what's going on. We'll talk about it in a minute. Uh, <sighs> the crackheads don't know what the fuck going on out here. Nigga <laughs> just walked up and asked me, have y'all been down to the festival yet? Nigga, what? <laughs> crackheads, boy, I don't know the fuck. They're confused. They like... Crackheads and homeless, they be like, man, let's get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> They finna goddamn tear this bridge up. <laughs> if you're a white artist who's recorded with me in the past and you haven't spoken up on what's going on right now, I'm leaking your untuned dry vocal stems by the end of the weekend. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> this dude named Brass Brass Tracks. <laughs> Damn. That's rough. People don't sound good uh, without the tuning sometimes. Next, LeVar Burton tweeted on the 20th, which was uh what happened on the 20th maybe Omar Arbery died on the 20th no was he died it? long ago yeah it was long but it maybe might have been found when it out came on the 20th. Out. yeah anyway uh, he said don't fuck with me today people today is not the day uh and then the dude say take a look it's in a book this ain't a game hole <laughs> And then another person on the bottom said, I'll whoop ass anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, niggas be I, laughing at motherfuckers. Pain, boy. 
we have to as a people. I feel like that is something. And I don't think people understand that shit. Like, people, I can't stand when people, it's serious. Why y'all, this ain't a laughing matter. But listen, if we didn't have moments of levity where we could laugh at some shit, we would have been crushed underneath the scope of all of this shit. Like, we need laughs. It's what helps us continue, I feel like. So, for all of you who feel like people shouldn't be laughing or having jokes and shit right now, look, if that's how you want to do and you want to be continuously tense and upset and shit, let that be you. Don't tell everybody else that's what the fuck they need to do. Some of us need the laughs to continue on. Shit is heavy. Very heavy. And um, we do what we got to do to survive. Yeah. Uh... Next one, y'all's fucking president, Donald Trump. These thugs are dishonoring the memory of George Floyd, and I won't let that happen. Just spoke to Governor Tim Walz and told him that the military is with him all the way. Any difficulty, and we will assume control, but when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Thank you. Um, This guy replied, when the looting starts, the shooting starts, is a threat coined by Miami Police Chief Walter Hetley who promised violent reprisals on black protesters in 1967. He also said, we don't mind being accused of police brutality. They haven't seen anything yet. It's just hard to know if Donald Trump is really smart enough to be quoting somebody from the 60s regarding their racism. I doubt it, but the sentiment behind what he said is the same. I don't think he got it from, he probably don't even fucking know who that is or that that was said, but I feel like the sentiment is the same. He tried to come back and like clear that shit up. Did you see? Yeah. He tried to clear it up, but Donald, ain't nobody buying that shit. You meant what you said. Said what you meant. Next one. Y'all love rebellions and revolutions until black people do it. Y'all ate up the Hunger Games and Divergent series. What's wrong now? (laughs) I mean, legit, my nigga. Legit. (laughs) It ain't cool when the dystopian future is now. At all. Uh, this clearly probably a f- clearly a fake Twitter account. This uh, shit say Target Minnesota. Bring that shit the fuck back. Let <laughs> 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 me all they say. It's like damn. That's just a highlight of what's going on. Um, John Boyega say I really fucking hate racists, and this white man says so do I. But stop swearing, as you have young Star Wars fans who follow you. And John Boyega said, this is not my, this is my own personal account. I'm not here for the kids. <laughs> like, so do I hate racism too. But, but you know, everything after but is bullshit. It's going to be bullshit. Everything after but. Every goddamn thing. Next. White people were forced to eat their own food for two months and started riding. Oh, huh? Yeah. <laughs> corona. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, we done forgot about Corona with this shit. This it's just twenty let me tell you that twenty twenty is by far and we are just getting into half midway. Okay. By far the most fuck shit filled year in a very long time. Because my God, it ain't even it's just now finna be six months in. Shit. Ridiculous. I don't even know if we're going to make it to New Year's. God damn. All right. What did 50 Cent do when he got hungry? I'm scared to... What? What? 58. 
All right. A story that I'm probably not going to talk about, talk about, but I'm going to talk about it in the context of this post because it, it gives a whole diatribe. Azalea Banks. God. Did we talk about her last week? About what she said about Dave Chappelle? Yeah. No, we didn't. Azalea Banks came out and said that she had sex with Dave Chappelle, and she said that I should ruin that nigga marriage. He got some good dick. That's basically what she said. Now, I don't know why she thinks that she is somebody who can, you know, do that. Um, But I don't care to talk much about that story. But this person came up with the joke that Dave Chappelle would tell about this situation. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The one where he was like that. Nothing gives a man worse than being told he fucked somebody that he didn't or being accused of fucking. I didn't fuck that bitch. (laughs) I'm going to read it. Um. I know Dave Chappelle is already writing Azalea Banks material for his next special. And this is in quotations. She said, I cheated on my wife. I was furious. Everyone asked me, Dave, is it true? Did you do it? And I was going to deny it. But she also said, I have good dick. Fellas, it's a tough one. (laughs) My manager called me and told me I needed to make a statement. I said, nigga, I already did. And people asked me, Dave, what did your wife say? And I laughed. My wife looked me dead in the eye and said, I know that's not true because I fucked you. And you're not that good. Are my strokes as good as my jokes? You decide, because I'm not going to say I didn't do it. However, that don't mean I did. (laughs) What I know without an ounce of doubt deep down is that if I were to ever fuck a washed-up rapper from New York, it would definitely be Ja Rule. I fucking... (laughs) (laughs) Kudos, sir. Kudos to whoever wrote that. Yeah, he he wrote the shit out of what seemed like would be a Dave Chappelle joke, but now whatever Dave Chappelle do, it is going to be fantastic. It's gonna be fantastic. Azalea Banks, I, she just needs some help. That girl is mentally ill as fuck. That's be it's just unchecked, it, and it come out like I feel like we see when she be cycling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, when 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 everything died down about anything she did, she got to create some new shit. Yep, that's that's her illness. She got to create new shit. And it, she just pulled random, random shit. Because people was like, well, it might be true because Dave Chappelle was a random choice. She didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> she knew not to, to say somebody that would have been widely, uh, people would have been like, fuck no. Like, she knew what to do. She crazy as a fox. Last yeah. one. And we all know this when it's true. Because we've talked about it before. Cracker Barrel have you eating pancakes sitting next to a noose and cotton gin. <sighs> <laughs> but them pancakes is delicious. <laughs> Look, man. And the fried I'm... apples are amazing. <laughs> I like Cracker Barrel. Shit. But if they serve if they served you, if they served you them apples and called you a nigga at the same time, you wouldn't eat them. I would not eat them. Well, <laughs> okay. Maybe I would. <laughs> this nigga said, well, oh my God. You'd be like, <laughs> thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am. No, I, I might be like, fuck I'll you, eat. and I'm going to take my shit to go. <laughs> I eat them apples. <laughs> I would probably leave it with the apples. The apples didn't do nothing. The apples ain't racist. <laughs> the hands that made them are. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the article that Colin sent is about artists protesting lockdown in bikinis made out of surgical masks. I don't know if you've seen this before, but I've also seen a video of women. It was like five women on video who got into a grocery store 
and they took their underwear off and they put their underwear on their head as if their underwear was a mask. Why? What the fuck is that supposed to mean? Man, the the way white people manufacture protests, they don't know shit. Like they do this shit as good as they season food these days. <laughs> I mean, they you know, white people used to be about it, about it, man. You know what I'm saying? White people used to goddamn Boston Tea Party. That was a whole ride. They literally was like, we finna throw all this goddamn tea in the river. You know what I'm saying? Fuck this tea. These British motherfuckers ain't finna keep fucking with us. They used to be about it. And now they out here goddamn mad because they gotta wear masks and shit. You know, talking about that's this is my freedom. Nigga, I feel bad that I want all of the people who are just super cavalier about this and mocking it to get corona. I don't feel bad. I do. I feel the same way, but I don't feel bad for feeling that way. Because fuck, like, it's at this point, with the way that the numbers are, regardless of whether or not you feel like this was something that was doctored up by the, the government, whatever, it exists and it's killing people. Regardless of its origins, however you feel about that, it's a real fucking thing. And the fact that you in your feelings so much that you don't want to put a fucking mask on, like, it's a mask. Is it comfortable? No. It's not. I have to do assessments at the hospital with a fucking mask on, and it's not comfortable at all. Walking around the hospital with that fucking thing on is not comfortable. But guess what's more uncomfortable? Fucking corona. <laughs> like, no. So I feel like, yeah, you since you think it ain't a big deal, then they all need to get it. See how not a bigger deal do you think it is then? I don't feel bad about feeling that way. Fuck them. Fuck them. But it's, I mean, this is white nonsense. This is an article that I need to be posted on the Facebook page to see because it's literally a woman standing out here. She got masks on her arms, mask across her breast, and a mask across her vagina. She's literally butt naked, basically, except for these masks. And she's taking pictures with groceries. And I have no idea why she thought it was a good idea. It's ridiculous. Now, there are several things that happened this week. uh, And we it's not that much because the protests are not overshadowed any other thing that was going on. But there's several things I want to highlight. Another thing I don't remember if we talked about last week. Did we talk about the man at the park with the bird watching? I don't think so. That happened. Um, which lets me know that white people that try to act like they don't understand what's going on understand because if you know that you can weaponize the police to your benefit and you know that you can threaten a black man by saying I'm going to call the police and say that the African American is, is harassing okay, me okay let me tell the story Red I'm sorry <laughs> you responded to it I mean clearly everybody should know about what's going on at this point now uh, but it's a woman named Amy Cooper who Karen. was in Central Park and it was, I don't remember the dude's name. He's not relevant as far as I'm concerned. He is just Black Bird Watcher. We'll call him that. Yeah. Um, because he came out caping for this lady. And so we don't need to hear from him. But Amy Cooper was had let her dog off the leash in an area in the park where a dog's supposed to be leashed. And this Black Bird Watcher saw that and said, hey, ma'am. Um, you need to leash your dog. This is a leashed area, so can you please leash your dog? And she got irate 
And she started going at him saying, I'm going to call the police on you and tell them that I'm being uh, threatened by a big black, she didn't say big black man, by an African-American man. Yeah. And she was, he was like, please call them. Call the motherfuckers. And she called the police. And once she called the police, she manufactured her voice to be so deeply distressed by it. You know, them, he was just standing there recording her, and she was like, I'm being, I'm being threatened by an African-American man. Like, making it seem like this is a more problematic situation than it currently was at the time. And from that situation, um, she got her ass flame broiled. She lost a job. Lost the dog. Lost the dog, because during the video, she was holding the dog up, choking the dog. The dog Not was trying power. to breathe for air. And... Um, and she came out to say, I'm not racist. Now, I got a lot of thoughts about this. Uh, an article came out that said that this woman was liberal. So we got to have a conversation about liberal women. She was on record. Now, I don't know if it's accurate because another article came out disputing that. But I think this is an important dialogue to have anyway. This woman is liberal. She supported Barack Obama. She supported Hillary Clinton. She supported all these different liberal candidates. So the article implied that somehow because a person is liberal, they're supposed to be uh, an advocate for black shit. Which is not liberal true. is encompassed by so much shit. This woman may be supporting liberal policies because she want to pop her titty out on a park bench to feed her little toilet paper babies. Okay? That may be the case. Liberal don't automatically mean black shit. No. Liberal could just mean women's rights. Yep. Liberal could mean abortion um uh legislation. Liberal could mean just how the government spends money and allocates shit to the poor. Like it's a lot of liberal people that don't give a fuck about the black condition. Okay? Now, when we're talking about laymen, liberals, that shit ain't lost on me. You know, people, you know, come out and say shit like, well, you know, liberals are racist too. Who who don't know that shit? <laughs> like, who don't know that shit? Like, that's not a surprise. But it's really, really stigmatizing to assume that because a person is liberal, it means that their whole platform encompasses everything that liberal ideals encompass. White people as a culture, have a monopoly on fuck shit that they can get away with. And this woman, <laughs> she tried to use that card, and it didn't work. You know, this ain't the first time a white woman has weaponized her tears. They do that shit all the time. That's mm -hmm. Emmett Till. Shit happened with Emmett Till. He died because a white woman weaponized, she screamed and weaponized her tears. And she allowed whatever the fuck was going to happen to that boy happened to him, and he was killed. And this woman was ready to do the same thing. But the preposterous part of it to me is that she did this shit looking that camera dead center in the middle of it. Yeah. No, this man was recording. So yeah. the boldness with which white women weaponized those tears believes that the, she believed that the people was going to believe her regardless of whether she was being recorded or not. And that's dangerous. Another article came out and said that um, she was criticizing and stalking her boyfriend because he voted for Obama. So that's the other side, you know. But, you know, white 
or the people on the right gonna say she was on the left. People on the left gonna say that she was on the right because everybody is trying to put up their argument for why they the least racist. That's what they're trying to do. You know, the reality is there are no white people out here that exist that understand black culture well enough for us to say, okay, they get it. Nobody does. I know we have, we spend a lot of time saying you can come to the cookout and shit like that and just, but the reality is as a black community, we either got to be willing to educate white people on how to best help us. Or in the case of politics, we need to coerce them in a position where they got to help us, you know, or we got to understand that everybody don't understand the plight of blackness, you know? So, uh, that's the first story. You got, you got anything to add to that? Fuck her. Like, and here's, let me say this about the original issue that started all of this. I am a dog owner. Okay. And I, I live in a house now with a yard, but prior to this, ever since I've been owning dogs, I've lived in apartments. If you want to see me really become red and you really want to hear me give a real life in your face rant, let me be walking my dogs who are leashed and your fucking dog who's not leashed comes up to my dog. That shit infuriates me. I cannot stand that shit. Dogs are animals. I love my dogs, okay? Some people may say I treat my dogs more like people and animals in some ways, and it may be right, okay? But at the end of the day, I am never, ever, ever unaware of the fact that they are fucking dogs, okay? And that if the wrong smell, the wrong whatever happens, that they are capable of using those teeth that they have in injuring somebody. And so it's my responsibility as somebody who took ownership of these fucking dogs to make sure that I'm making every effort to, to be safe with my dogs, okay? So when people have little little Susie run up to me and she ain't on no fucking leash, and do you really want to make me angry? Try to, to not validate what I'm saying to you by being like, she's friendly. I don't give a good goddamn how friendly that dog is to you. It is a dog. She don't know me. She don't know my dogs. Like, people who don't leash their dogs, I just want to punch them in the fucking face. So, off top, she was wrong. Not only that, she got the dog by the fucking collar while she's doing all of this fuck shit, choking the damn dog out. And the people she rescued the dog from took the dog back, which they should have because fuck her. But this man was within his rights to say, hey, ma'am, you need to leash your dog. And your solution to that with the way that the shit is going on now is to call the police on him, knowing what could potentially happen. And this is what make me mad about white people that try to act like they don't know what's going on. They don't understand. You don't see the difference in how black people are treated by the police. However, you use that shit as a threat against somebody when shit don't go your way. Fuck out of here. Like, you know exactly what is going on. It don't impact you. So you don't care. That's what that is. Fuck her. Glad she lost everything. Good. Ain't gonna get it back. Nope. Ain't gonna get it back. Fuck her. All right. Now, let's get into the next story before we get into some real shit. Uh, Donald Trump is not a stranger to lying his ass off, right? No. Um, he literally has no ass no. because he's lied it the fuck off. Yes. And this week he 
he he posted something on on Twitter like he always does, except it has such deep implications for voting. If y'all don't know, Trump has been on a heavy handed ass campaign to discourage voting uh, or mail in ballots for the elections, Um, which, you know, in the mind of the Republican Party is like, okay, well, if we got a pandemic going on, people are supposed to be social distancing. We don't want people out. Um, If people get to do mail in ballots the people that we've been trying to stigmatize from being able to vote in person will be able to vote and it'll be a problem. So he's coming out saying shit like, you know, it's going to be voter fraud. It's like other people are going to be voting for other people. They're going to be telling people who to vote for on, on paper. And that's not going to look good for the Republican party. It's very obvious and common and well known that the Republican party is getting less and less and less popular. The Republican party even knows it because they keep putting in measures to keep people from being able to vote. That's just the reality. That's what they're doing. You know, they, in, in Alabama, here in Birmingham, they closed down all of the satellite voting um, voting um, places before votes happen. They pretty much was like, you got to come to the wealthy part of town to vote, basically, for people that live, you know, 20, 30 minutes out, uh, which are, you know, predominantly black people. You know, you put the open polling sites in the, the affluent areas and the black people can't vote. So Trump basically being on this pathway, um, California was looking at legislation to uh, open up mail-in ballot, and Trump kind of went off on the shit. He was like, nah, man, this fucked up. Um, people going to vote a fraud, blah, blah, blah. He said some stuff that made it seem like um, voting was going to be a problem, and Twitter fact-checked him. Twitter so funny. <laughs> put up under his post, hey, if you want to get some accurate details about uh, voter fraud, click on this link and trump had a fucking fit now what trump did was he called himself being censored on twitter which is not what happened and he's trump is smart enough to know that saying shit that really happened ain't gonna help his base so he used words that his base will take and start saying over and over censor them censor them censor them they never blocked out the tweet they just put a link up under it but the fact that Trump can't continue to lie and manipulate at the rate that he's been lying and manipulating, um, he is fighting against that. And so he signed some executive legislation that's going to open social media platforms for legal action if if he wins when it comes to uh, what they say limiting speech. But it's not really limiting speech. They let you say what you want to say. They just put a fact check on it. Uh, now, this caused beef between, you know, Facebook and Twitter because Mark Zuckerberg came out and said, we don't think that, you know, uh, Twitter should be fact-checking the president. You know, but... Why? I, they don't, he don't... Um, Mark Zuckerberg said he didn't feel like as a neutral platform, or supposing to be a neutral platform, uh, it's not their job to dictate and determine what a leader says is true or false. But they're fact- just... That's different from whatever. Go ahead. I mean, uh, I mean, I, I, I'm, whatever you was finna say, I agree with you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But the reality is, um, when you start to people gonna start to look at Twitter as a political platform, and that's what Trump do with everything. He considers Amazon and the Washington Post 
left leaning because Jeff Bezos owns them, you know, and you know, Twitter and Facebook and things of these things that are supposed to be apolitical as far as the organizations go, but Twitter opens itself to being seen as leaning on the political spectrum like that. Um, and you know, I talked to some people who said, I just wanted to be fair. If they're going to do that for president or, or Trump, then they're going to have to do that for vice president Biden. I'm like, well, Biden don't say no dumb ass shit like that. He got the good sense to not fucking get on Twitter and tweet out shit. That's the, like, that's the part that you got to look at as well. This president in an unprecedented uh, a bit he he get out and he tweet bullshit where it can be fact checked on Twitter. Biden yeah. is not getting on Twitter saying this shit. So how they gonna yeah. fact check him? Now, Biden say this shit in real life. He does, <laughs> but it's still not shit that is problematic as the shit Trump is saying. Like the shit that Trump's saying on Twitter is stuff that's going to impact people going to vote. You know, it's going to make people sit at home and not figure out how they can vote. Well, we're not doing mail-in ballots, and you shouldn't go out because of the COVID-19. And we don't need a society that comes to, you know, not participate in that legal system because our president is misleading people into believing that it is is wrong and it shouldn't be done. That that shouldn't be the case. Uh, now, Joe Biden didn't say his, you know, level of bullshit, but it's really just character trait shit that he say. Trump is actually saying stuff that's going to impact how we view America and the systems that exist within it. Um, now, after that, he made a post. It's the same post that I read earlier about when the looting starts, the shooting starts. They actually did censor that one because it actually violates Twitter's standards. Now, after then that is happened after Trump had his tirade and had his little, uh, executive order situation which means twitter don't give a fuck boy twitter came for you and i mm -hmm. guess whatever trump do next is gonna be whatever trump do i don't really have a problem with twitter doing what they do i mean it's not like they i mean i don't know i don't think trump the first person that's been fact checked he could be maybe that's a new system that they created for trump and we'll just see other people being fact checked constantly through here um but um, to see Twitter come back at him and censor the promotion of violence, you know, means they clearly ready for a battle with this man. And it's going to be interesting to see how he moves forward. It's just, I just don't understand how people can support Trump. I just don't understand. I mean, I, maybe single issue voters and people who just are racist and want to be racist and don't give a fuck, but I don't know. This is a hard sell for me on, on him, period. Mm-hmm. Um, so clearly we're going to spend a little bit of time on, and, and then we're going to wrap the show up on what's going on in America right now. Um, a man named George Floyd was killed by the police in Minneapolis. Uh, there's a video of a police officer with his knee on this man's neck and he's saying, I can't breathe. And the people are saying, you're going to kill him and him saying, you're going to kill me. And the police officer didn't move. He just looked there, sat there nonchalantly as if he did not give a fuck about what everybody was telling him. And lo and behold, that man died. And when he died, that set off a chain of events of bullshit. You know, the same chain of events that happen all the time. Yep. So black man killed by police. Um, everybody calling for the police officer's head while also scheduling protests and things of that nature. And uh, the city came and fired the four police officers. 
fastest response that has ever been for yeah. people calling for police officers to get the fuck out of here. Fastest response. Um, the next step that didn't happen was they didn't charge this man with murder. They just uh, they just fired him. Which, if you just murdered somebody, that's that's amazing for you. Yeah. You know? Uh, the problem is that that started a chain reaction of protests that came to become violent and loot-worthy and rioting. Now, I want to make my position on looting and rioting very, very clear. Uh, do I think rioting and looting serves a purpose? No. Um, it does not serve a purpose. It is the voice of the frustrated um, that is uh, protesting, and rioting and looting is the anger of the frustration showing up. And a lot of people say shit like, um, well, this is not how you do it. This is not how you, this isn't going to get you any results. This is not going to get you anything. Um, why are you angry? Why are you destroying your own things? Every single one of us, you read government name, listening, nerd plate, listening, um, any other podcast that are listening, paying attention, Colin, Michael, Leon, any of y'all that have, uh, that have gotten angry. You have done something or said something that impacted your life at that moment. In the heat of that anger, you did something that was frustrating to you. Uh, so have judges, so have lawyers, so have those police officers. So apply that same principle to a culture, right? You get angry enough and your lashing out just looks like what it looks like, right? Yep. And this is anger being lashed out, and it looks like what it looks like. And I am not somebody that's going to police how anger should look if the anger is justified. And you know what? The fucking anger is justified. A fucking another black man was killed out here with no regard for his life at all. And I'm not going to be somebody that says people shouldn't be angry this way because of. Well, you know what? Society... That police officer and the system that he operates under shouldn't have been cavalier enough to let this shit happen, knowing that uh, the anger of a community would show up and whip your ass. Okay. So, do I think protests do something? Or uh, do I think that rioting and looting does something? Not so much, but it means something, and that's way more important than what it does, because to me. What should happen from there is that now this should happen all over America, y'all. It is. This shit happening in LA, in Dallas, in Louisiana, Atlanta. in Louisville, in Atlanta, clearly in Minneapolis. It's happening everywhere. And this shit is getting really, really violent. Um, now, uh, we gotta go to the second part of this. And we can talk about shit like all the black people that say, well, not black on black crime. We gotta mm. fix ourselves. What um, is Lil that Wayne. little? Um, that little. It's a little actor boy. That Shamik Moore. That nigga, and he. Ugh. I'm so sick and tired of the people. One with the black on black crime. Two. His a main part of his dialogue was that it's certain things that we should do to avoid these situations, to try to de-escalate these situations. And the issue with that and why people got in his ass is that 
George Floyd was he was on the ground, handcuffed, and he had his neck, his uh, knee on his neck. You have people that were in their own fucking house, Tatiana Jefferson, like who were minding their goddamn bit. Like we don't even have to be breaking a law. <laughs> Social he, murder. He, so he was on my list. Shamik Moore said that. See, I have a very strong opinion that the black community hates to hear but needs to hear. We need to learn how to deal with police and or racism because this is a part of the scenario that we have failed to fix. Then he follows on to say, no one asked for my opinion, but it's 2020, not 1945, meaning I'm more focused on blacks' futures than black history. I personally refuse to feel like a victim. I refuse to have a slave mentality. I do not fear for my life because I know how to carry myself in tough situations. See, the problem that we have with this, that I have with this dialogue is that he refuses to have a slave mentality while saying that it's black people's, um, it's black people's uh, responsibility to not make white people mad. That is the definition of a fucking slave mentality. You know, yeah. black people were expected to abide by the rules and to do what uh, that, that the white people have said that you got to do. And I just don't think Shamik Moore understands. He need to sit down with Angela Rye or somebody who can help this man understand what the fuck is going on in our country and what's happening because he clearly ain't got the picture of it. Uh, Lil Wayne, too. Lil Wayne came out talking about some... Um, I ain't never experienced racism. So he said this shit before. Yeah, yeah. He said, I ain't experienced racism. And he said, we need to look at the black community, blah, 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 blah. And so, um, so nobody really give a fuck about them. We can, we can talk all, all day about them, but let's, let's, let's talk about, well, not even let's talk about that. Let me just go down all of these shits that's going on with this story that's happened. Um, Madonna then got dragged for posting a George Floyd tribute of her black son dancing. I don't know if you've seen it, but, um, Michael Jackson's song, all I want to say is that they don't really care about all of us, us, and he just dancing. And, you know, people been always criticizing Madonna for parading her black kids around uh, and criticizing her for saying a nigga because she feel like she can say that shit because of that. And, um, and it's ridiculous. Um, the thing is, people like what well, this tweet says Madonna actually got her African American son to dance for the Justice for George Floyd controversy. Um, but what if he chose to dance on his own and she just be sharing it? I think it makes a difference, you know. But with Madonna's history, she probably said, Hey, why don't you dance dance for him? You know, and we'll post it and we'll make you we'll get you viral. Yep. <laughs> viral in the wrong way, my guy. Um we finna get we finna get back to another situation, but I want to cover all of the stories that I can that I that I got about this situation. Um. Uh. So people keep saying, you know, protests and riots don't do anything, but they they went and arrested this man. <laughs> they went and arrested this man. Now I don't know if they arrested him. I don't know if they had a plan to arrest him anyway, but I'm inclined to believe that the reason that they arrested him was because of this shit. And this shit had wide, um, wide spreading effects. So Ice Cube was supposed to be on Good Morning America, and he came out and said, "Look, I ain't in no mood to tell America Good Morning, goddamn." So he yeah. canceled that shit on Twitter. He apologized for people that expect him to see there, but I'm not in the mood to tell motherfuckers Good Morning. I'm sorry, y'all. You know, which I respect the shit out of. Yeah. You know, um, I can respect that. Um, now, 
We're going to get back. Oh, a GoFundMe created by George Floyd's brother raised uh, $1.5 million in a day. Like, that shit is ridiculous. As many of these issues that happen with black people, this much money has, I haven't seen this much money raised Mm -hmm. in no shit like this. I think it's a testament to how tired, like, it's just. Well, it's a testament to how tired black people are. But it's also a testament to how many white people also looking at this one and saying this was fucked up. Yeah. I don't know why, but it don't look like they can look too much into the history of George Floyd and find no bullshit. Mm-mm. Like with George, I mean, he looked like he looked like an uncle that be on some bullshit. He does. But, you know, but ain't nobody finding no bullshit. So maybe he was decent enough that enough of propaganda going against his existence ain't happening. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, another video, <laughs> this man in Utah, and y- y'all can look up these stories, you know, man in Utah was yelling, all lives matter. He got out of his car yelling, all lives matter. He aimed a bow and arrow at the protesters, and then he shot somebody with the bow and arrow. And they beat that man ass and Good. flipped the car over and spray painted that bitch. <laughs> I saw a video of the car upside down on fire after this shit. Like, nigga, that was a bad idea, nigga. Why First you of all, white man, you get out screaming "All Lives Matter" using a bow and arrow, which is the weapon of choice of the people from which this country was. Like, it's just so much wrong. A fucking bow and arrow. What? Good. I'm glad they whooped his ass. Yeah, and you know he got it there live, but it showed uh, a video showed him um, walking around with a machete before all of this shit happened. Um, we're gonna get down to to what I really want to talk about about this shit. Uh, Louisville t- TV reporter shot by rubber bullets while covering pro- protests. This shit happened on air. Like, uh, oh, pol- uh, uh, reporters were just reporting on the shit. Clearly, there's cameras. Clearly, there's microphone, and a police officer just came up and just started shooting rubber bullets at him, like just for the hell of it. And this goes to the situation where police officers know which one of your they motherfucking peers is likely to fucking kill somebody. I don't give a fuck what you say. I believe that. I believe that they know which one of these motherfuckers is likely to do some bullshit. But nobody speaks up about it. Like, these people knew that Derek Chauvin was likely to be a motherfucker that killed him and didn't give a fuck. Because after this shit happened, this man wife filed for divorce. Yep. <laughs> she probably over there saying... And his wife is Asian. So we can get into a whole conversation about just because you married to a brown person don't mean that you give a fuck about brown people somehow. Nope. You know, that shit don't protect you. Um, let's see. So, you know, I can keep going back and forth around all of these stories, but let's get to the bulk of what I'm saying. I've mentioned several times that these protests have become violent, motherfucking buildings are getting set on fire, windows are getting busted. There is a whole thread dedicated to showcasing a bunch of agitators that are making these things happen. So 80% of the people who got arrested in Minnesota the night of the uh, protest were out-of-towners. And a lot of those people were domestic terrorists. A lot of these people were coming from extremist groups that one, you got white supremacist groups on one side where, you know, it's okay. That's far right. White supremacy. We going to make black people look as bad as we can by 
fueling the fire of these protests. And then you got leftists, which is far left, which is like the Boogaloo Boys, which you can look that shit up. It's a group of dudes who are not necessarily right white supremacists, even though I'm sure there's overlap, but they are mostly anti-police. And so they were trying to use this moment to stark up tensions between police, allowing black people to be the scapegoats for that situation. And so there's a whole thread of agitators being shown and black people saying, so they're saying right now, anytime you go to a protest, document that shit, record as much as you can, because there's videos of white people just going and busting windows and setting buildings on fire. These are white people. And they're trying to tell you that it's us. They're trying to tell you that it's black people. They found one video of a, a man who was dressed in all black. He had on a gas mask and he had on, he had an umbrella and he took a hammer and he just went and busted all of AutoZone windows off. And he was walking away and the black people saw him and they started following him and they said, hey, what you do that for? You just busted them windows and walked away? Like, why are you doing that? And it turns out that through a thread and some research on Facebook, this man was a cop from the St. Paul Police Department. Wow. It turns out that his wife recognized this gas mask that he had on because the outside of it was pink and he had some specific type of gloves on and a text message thread indicated that she was like, yes, that's him because that's my mask and those are my gloves and those are his fucking eyes. You know, and not only that, but other threads where like they've shown pictures of police officers dressed down and, you know, they got white bands over their arms and the, um, the the picture that I saw was indicating that it was a lot of white it was a lot of white guys around with bands around their arm you know being really hostile. Then it was another video of bricks on a city corner, just a whole stack of bricks that clearly weren't naturally there. It's like they came from a construction site, and the dude was saying no construction has been going on over here for a month because I go through this city all the time. But here, magically on this corner where the protest is going to be, it's a big old stack of bricks sitting right here. Like somebody is trying to make sure that this happens. There's video of white guys at Target stacking uh, wooden pallets against buggies and setting them on fire. It's clearly a whole bunch of um, of people that are agitating this situation. And I just like Minnesota did a good job at identifying that one, only 20 percent of Minnesotans was a part of these protests. 80% was people coming here to bullshit. And a lot of them were domestic terrorists. I hope, you know, the common person ain't going to discern. They just going to still look at black people as, okay, black people wilding out. They burning up America or whatever right now. Um, but I think that we do need to understand that there are people that will use us uh, against the police for their own fucking agendas, which is what it looks like a lot of these people were doing. And it is, it's sickening. Like that part of it is more sickening to me than anything in this situation. I don't have many feelings about stuff, but when I realized that there were groups coming from the outside that were willing to use us as cannon fodder for their own bullshit, it, it hit me some kind of way that I don't like. And, you know, we can keep talking about this for an hour probably, but I just want to say rest in peace, George Floyd, rest in peace, Breonna Taylor, rest in peace, Ahmaud Arbery. Um, the beautiful part about the Breonna Taylor situation is that her boyfriend has been released now. They're not going to pursue charges. If you didn't know, Breonna Taylor is somebody who the police did a no-knock raid on the wrong home and um, shot Breonna Taylor up and her boyfriend returned fire and shot a police officer and then they arrested him but they let him go at this point. 
they have released the video the audio of him and just hearing the distress that he was in is fucking painful man and i don't i'm not a person that emotes very well i'm not a person that that feels too deeply from this shit but i i fucking hate that this is what's going on but if this moment is what has to happen then I hope what goes on is that America says, well, we have to treat these situations a specific way when a black person dies. One, we have to arrest a person. And, you know, they arrested him, but that was for appeasement because they charged him with third-degree murder. Which is now, bullshit. It's bullshit, but talking to some lawyers is really the only viable reason to get this man some kind of time because the reality is you can't prove intent in a situation like this. You can't with the first degree murder but with second degree i feel like because second second degree is more negligent like people he was telling him to get i'm i can't breathe i'm dying people around him were saying hey you need to get out like he had opportunity to avoid this from happening and he just sat there nonchalant as fuck so i feel like second degree is possible that they did third degree because it's safest yeah it's safe like and the family wants first degree murder, but first degree murder will first. guarantee like we don't understand enough about the justice system with that family that's saying we want first degree. They don't understand the risk that they run of this man being off because to ask a jury to say that he intended to kill him. That's not going to get a conviction. No, First degree um, is out. That ain't going to happen. But I think he's been charged with, he might now have been charged with manslaughter and that. He uh, did one, his third in manslaughter. Yeah, third in manslaughter. And so the lawyer that, that I listened to to break down some of this stuff said that he expects the other people to be charged too. It's kind of like the first 48 situation. If you are a part of a crime that yeah. ends up in somebody's murder, like that's... Um, Willful negligence. Yeah. Then And they could have done something to stop it. They may be charged too. Yeah. Um, um, so um, it's crazy, man. And I just think that we just got to work on this system. I hope that what this means, uh, I'm not against protests. I'm not against rioting and I'm not against looting. I'm not going to tell people how they should be angry. You know, be angry how the fuck you want to be angry. What we should tell these systems is that if you don't hold your people accountable for killing our ass, then the city going to burn up for a little while. And y'all going to have to expend y'all resources to get this shit back together. Because, you know, I guess the city thought that arresting him was going to be enough. But arresting them and charging him with third-degree murder, that ain't no. enough, man. Mm -mm. You know, and now, either these systems are going to change or we just going to wait until this happens again and we see what city going to have to burn down next. And I don't give a fuck about it because I'm tired of this shit, too. Yeah. But that's all I got. You got anything or anything on your mind? No, that shit is just heavy, man. Heavy as fuck. Heavy as fuck. Um. So, uh, well, until we come to the next conversation, we out. Holla.